the know for Monday, June 27th, the 178th day of 2022. There are 187 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On the Chill Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know coming up today. We update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We have the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Did you have a good trip to Wendyville yesterday? I did. Yeah, I got to see I uh, got to see your dad yesterday. Got to see my daddy. I uh, got to see some uh, dirt bikes being ridden. Had <laughs> yes. some uh, BLTs. I don't know where those tomatoes came from, but they were uh, fabulous. Did you notice how good the tomatoes they were? They were very good. And then I had something that I've never had before. I had something called Elvis Presley cake. I know it's really uh, good. That right? was it was. I was afraid it was going to be peanut butter and banana. Since Elvis is famous, Elvis was famous for that. But it no, is this, this is uh, yeah. this is good. Mm-hmm. But it did have like some pineapple in it. It did like a little juice. bit. Uh huh. So anyway, um, everything was really good. Cream cheese, uh, powdered sugar, and skinny girl key lime pie. Yeah, I could tell. It was like it's it's really mostly it's. Uh, skinny girl key lime pie is mostly cool whip it is. with some jello lime in there just yeah. to give it that taste right yeah, anyway, it's it good uh, good good day and uh, always good to get out there very scenic and beautiful in that area of our country he is the five-time winner of the coveted ohio news hawk award he's the two-time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe london budapest rio tokyo and cincinnati He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Right here in the middle of uh, right here in the middle of red season. I know you were doing something Bengals related over the weekend. Yeah, multiple things. Sam. Yeah, Just had a season ticket holder event. Yeah, got to tour the stadium. You did. Yeah, Paul Brown Stadium. Got to tour the locker room. I uh, got to see Joe Burrow's locker room. I was from about here to me to you. From Joe Burrow's locker uh-huh. to have a fur coat hanging in it. It did not, but he, it's funny. Every other player just got one locker. Joe Burrow gets two. Oh, he's two locker worthy. Uh-huh. Well, and then we went you to. Agree? Uh, he deserves all of them. Yeah. If, if you ask Bengal fans, and then uh, went to a event hosted because the Bengals only have one player in the Hall of Fame, so they hosted like a little rally to try and bring attention to some of the Bengals that deserve to be in. It's not Chris Collinsworth. No. It's not Icky Woods. Uh, Ken Anderson, Ken Riley are the two. Willie Anderson, Chad Johnson. There, there's there's oh, a good Ocho list. Ocho Cinco, I forgot Ocho about Cinco. him. I can't, How can't believe you I didn't about even Chad Johnson of the ones the the, the names that I was dropping out yeah, there. Ken I'm Anderson and Ken Riley are the two that really deserve to be in. Huh. And do you think they will get in? Gosh, I hope. If you so. have anything to do with it, they will. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have to be voted in by the veterans committee and all of that now. But uh, I don't know. They they deserve to be in. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad you had uh, safe travels back to northern Kentucky. Did you? Yeah, well, yeah. You said you went to tour the stadium, so I know you at least had to cross the river. I did. Everybody treat you okay in Ohio? Oh yeah, in Ohio they're okay. they're very friendly over there. 
At they least in the Cincinnati side. They don't call you, let's say, you Kentuckians, get back on your side or anything like that? No, they did that to the Indiana end, oh, the okay. Hoosiers. Okay, good. Well, that is kind of a tri-state mm-hmm. area up through there. Oh, it is a tri-state uh, area. Weather-wise, lower humidity. The humidity lowers as we go throughout the day today, so it wasn't bad. This well, It was about 75% humidity this morning, but continues to drop because we're coming off of a humid period yesterday and... Uh, an overnight uh, of humidity. We did finally get some rain. Um, I didn't really see it, but I see some evidence of it this morning. I heard it last night. You did hear it? Yeah, about I, uh, 10 or 10.30. A lot of the meteorologists were saying on Friday, they said, uh, don't, not everyone is, anyone could get rain, but not everyone will get rain. Uh-huh. And I think everybody was waiting yesterday. It was like, okay, well, when's the rain going to come? They kept pushing it back. They pushed it back to after 7. And then finally, I guess it decided around uh, 10 or 10.30 last night it would rain. Uh, this this early couple of days in the week, if you have any intentions of doing anything outside, this would be the best part of the, the week to do it because highs in the low 80s and lower humidity before the heat returns on Wednesday. Now, it will only be 90 on Wednesday, but the humidity is going to increase as we get later in the week, so it will feel warmer than 90 sooner. 95 on Thursday, uh, that's more specifically uh, closer to Louisville, so I think we'll stay in the low 90s, and the chances of rain showers to pop up Saturday and Sunday for the 4th of July weekend. I think I've got a feeling by about Thursday, middle of the day, people are going to start to check out and say, oh, holiday weekend. Yeah. And you can see, start seeing people going here and there and everywhere. Well, but Tuesday looks really good for the resource fair at the extension oh, uh, yeah. office. That's, so, th- that's the day after. That's tomorrow? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like from one to six. So that'll be nice. I was hoping to get out there and it will and be do It that. will be pleasant. Uh, we'll see uh, sunny today. We'll call it a high of 83. Rain chance at goose egg. Tonight, mostly clear. Rain chance at goose egg and a low of, I, I think that here between the lakes, we may get down to, say, double nickels tonight overnight. I think 55 That'd could be, nice. be our low, which would be very pleasant. 55, low humidity. You might even want to give that air conditioner a break overnight and get a little breeze blowing through there. It might be all right. Partly cloudy tomorrow and a high of 83. Much as so, it was um, Friday Friday morning, just right as uh, we were getting started with the show, is when the um, word came out that uh, the Supreme Court of the United States of America had, had turned over, uh, had overturned the Roe decision from nearly 50 years ago. And the weekend went, I guess, about like I would have expected it to go. Obviously, a polarizing issue. Uh, some are, you know, ruining the decision. Some are celebrating the decision. Uh, no matter which side of that issue you're on, it's going to be uh, going to be a lot to figure out going forward in our nation. You know, it it uh, set about a bunch of trigger laws that were already had already been passed by legislatures around the country, especially up what I would call the spine of the country, up the the Midwest, including Kentucky. And so, with the exception of maybe Illinois, you're going to see an area of our country where it's going to be uh, much harder to find that type of procedure. I I am curious to know. You know, I said I said something um, maybe a couple months ago about it when it was uh, it was I guess first concluded that they had were willing to hear the issue on handing the issue back to the states. I think it's I think in in ways I think both sides of the issue got to be careful about the hyperbole and going too far to the extremes on what it means and what it doesn't mean, and in in 
in, in simple forms, it meant the Supreme Court of the United States said it's a decision the states have to make make for their own state rather than there being some type of federal protection. Now, you can argue that if you want to, and I understand that, but this decision in particular was just to hand it back to let the states decide, and clearly many states had already taken a preactive stance, including Kentucky, on what would happen if Roe was ever uh, overturned. But my point a couple of months ago was I think – you know, those of us who those of us who would occupy the pro-life side of things, you can't just as simply say, well, you just eliminate abortion procedures and then that'll be that. You know, it's a it's a simple singular decision. It's not that at all. There's a bunch there are a bunch of downstream things that you have to do as a result of doing that, like um, uh, care for moms, prenatal care, uh, changing our adoption rules. If, if it's it's going to have a ripple effect out through our society, and we have to be prepared for that and also do the hard work that accompanies that. It can't be just a symbol as, well, put an end to that, and that'll be that. We would be unrealistic to think it's as simple as doing that. I thought Friday, one of the reasons that the decision came out was I thought Friday was the last day of the session. But yet the court has a couple of the things to decide, one involving the EPA today, one involving uh, prayer and high school uh, involving a coach, so that's uh, something that they are they are hearing. I uh, it the weekend. I think I said Friday about middle of the day. I said, well, it's going to be a good weekend to stay off Twitter, and it was just because you know th- this is obviously occupying the news cycle. The one thing that I am curious about is with the leak that happened three weeks ago, a month ago, on what at least a draft opinion of the court said was consistent with what they did rule on Friday. Had that draft not come out a month earlier, I'd be curious to know, was it, was it, I know there's been a lot of passion on the issues on both sides. Has that been enhanced or has it been muted because at least some people knew it was like, well, this is kind of which way that they're leaning. So you had an opportunity for the shock one way or another to wear off. I don't know the answer to that and we'll never know, but you know, some people had an idea that that's the way that the court was going to go. So there is um, a lot of ground to cover on that issue for our nation and there will be nothing simple about it. Closer to home, a couple things to tell you about. Grayson County man was involved late on Friday and into Saturday morning in a kayaking accident. The uh, man who is from the broad Ford area was kayaking on Nolan River, close to uh, south of Wheeler's Bridge, uh, according to uh, uh, some first responders, he damaged his kayak and beached it on the river's bank, and when he attempted to exit, he slipped and fell on wet rocks, knocked himself out. He was unconscious, was uh, there throughout the overnight hours. When he came to the following morning, he was able to use his phone and call, I will presume, call 911. It says they called dispatch, and 911, I presume, uh, was probably used. They were able to triangulate the location of his phone based upon that call. And they used uh, Deputy Caleb Owens, used Google Earth to try and get, use a path to get near him, and it was not easy to do. In fact, they had a hard time finding him, if not for the safety whistle on his vest to be able to alert to his location. They could not get to him. Um, my understanding, they had a real problem getting to him on foot. 
And so they had to lift him via rope up over some uh, rock faces and some cliffs. If you've spent any time on our lakes, you can imagine what some of those areas would be. Got him extricated from the area and then uh, aboard an air evac, which flew him to the University of Louisville Hospital. We don't know anything about the condition or the identity or anything, any other details. Um, I guess it's a reminder. We love our lakes. We love to spend time on our lakes. Uh, there are lots of opportunities for uh, adventure and tourism and travel and just recreation. Sometimes they can be very dangerous. And so that was one of those. Uh, I, my guess is that if he could uh, express gratitude to the first responders who had to put in lots of extra effort to save him on Saturday, he would uh, do so. A plane crash has occurred, well, occurred late in the week at the Ohio County Airport in Hartford. The Hartford Fire, Ohio County Sheriff's Office, Emergency Management, and EMS responded to the crash about 2.30 on Friday. Single-engine biplane had just taken on fuel and lifted off when the pilot began circling back to the airport. The plane then came nearly straight down about 100 yards short of the north runway in a grassy area. The pilot, according to witnesses, was in uh, bad shape and airlifted to UofL from the crash site. The pilot, who is a male, was not from Kentucky. So, yeah, it is a, an old, like, World War II-era-looking mm-hmm. biplane. Uh, not, uh, I'm not an expert on the mechanics of an airplane, but obviously something mechanical like uh, an elevator or something that uh, failed in that process for it to go, you know, for it to take off and then struggled and then ended up going, uh, going straight down. Obviously something uh, bad wrong there mechanically with that aircraft. A large... Aluminum plant in Kentucky temporarily halting production and laying off more than 600 workers due to rising energy costs. Century Aluminum has announced plans to shut down its Hawesville smelter for 9 to 12 months starting in August. The plant, with about 628 workers, is the second largest employer in Hancock County. The uh, plant along the Ohio River had recently increased production and in April announced an addition of 60 jobs. And so employees started learning of the pending layoffs on Wednesday. Now, this does impact some local people. There are Grayson Countyans who work in this plant that travel there for uh, for employment. Probably not a huge number, but a number. Yeah, but if you falls a rough, it's almost quicker to get there than it is to uh, get to some other areas. Absolutely. It would be quicker to do that than it would be, say, to get to even Elizabethtown for the road that you'd mm-hmm. have to travel to to do that. But in addition to it having a local connection or people from, uh, in particular, Western Grayson County relying upon this, if because of rising energy costs is why they say that they are going to, to take a hiatus for a year, you know, they're, they're able to say that they're able to going to shut down from nine to 12 months because of rising energy costs. The reason I think it's important was, does this signal what's likely to happen on other fronts? If, if if they are susceptible to rising energy costs, then does that mean that others of us work in, in, work in locations or in facilities that rising energy costs can pause us? And so that's kind of the thing that we need to need to keep an eye on. A Kentucky man pardoned former pardoned by former Governor Matt Bevin who said the man will do, quote, great things with his life, is facing assault and strangulation charges. 20-year-old Joheem Bandy of Covington is charged with strangulation, 
assault and second-degree criminal mischief for incidents that happened in March and April. One female victim told uh, told police that Bandy pinned her against the wall, placing his hands around her neck and restricting her ability to breathe. In another complaint, Bandy is charged with choking and assaulting a woman following a dispute over money. He was sentenced to 15, uh, at age 15 to 13 years in prison for robbery and assault. He had served two years of that sentence when he was fully pardoned by Bevan in 2019. He wrote in a document, Bevan wrote in that document, that Bandy was turning his life around. Well, he must have turned it all the way around because he kept down the path mm-hmm. that uh, he was. The Ole Miss, they're not the Rebels anymore. What are they? The Rebels. Ole Miss are the Rebels. Mm-hmm. They just had to get rid of that mascot. Mm-hmm. Right. The Land Shark is their mascot. Yeah, the Land Shark mascot. The Rebels won their first national baseball title in college baseball, sweeping Oklahoma in the College World Series at Omaha with a 4-2 to two victory yesterday. So uh, Mississippi State won last year. Mm-hmm. And so keeping it in the state of Mississippi for two years. So uh, congratulations And Vandy won to the them. year before that, so it's keeping it in the SEC. I saw an infographic like Cole Kublik or somebody like that that works for the SEC Network that was showing the states in baseball and football that had won national championships like, since 2006 or something. It was mm-hmm. 24 of them in the Southeastern Conference. The Chase Elliott one. It was a late night in Nashville for the NASCAR race. They didn't get uh, didn't go back green until about nine o'clock last night. And Chase Elliott won the guitar at the uh, what was that Lebanon? It's the part of Nashville where that is. So the Nashville Super Speedway hosted that event. Elliott recovered from an early issue that dropped him deep into the field. He took the lead with thirty eight laps remaining and uh, held off the other challengers. Chase Elliott gets. Uh, the guitar, and now they'll be headed to headed back to the road course in Wisconsin this weekend for the Fourth uh, of July race or the Fourth of July weekend race. It is at the Road America course in Wisconsin, which last year was won by Chase Elliott. So it'd be hmm. uh, defending his win there from last season. So I guess congratulations to all the Chase Elliott fans out there. So there you go. We kind of all. Oh wait a minute! I had one more thing that I got to tell you. This is funny. <laughs> an Ohio man, age 70, was in Mansfield, Ohio, and he went to what they call the BMV. Some people call it the DMV. We call it the uh, licensing regional office. Now, the place where you go to get your driver's license. So they go to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. He had just renewed his driver's license, and as he exited the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, the Public Safety Bureau of Motor Vehicles in downtown Mansfield, Ohio, he got his driver's license renewed, he started up his pickup truck, and instead of putting it into reverse, he put it in drive, and he drove into the Bureau of Motor Vehicles uh, office there in Mansfield, (laughs) Ohio. So, do they get to revisit the decision? Like, say, well, we take his driver's test again. Yeah, we accidentally gave you your renewal driver's license. We're going to need to rescind that decision. But uh, there's a big difference between D and R. Yeah. You know? Mm. 180 degrees, in fact. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know.
Today is Pineapple Day today. This is a weird story about the pineapple. It used to be a social gift, like you bring a pineapple. You went to somebody's somebody's home for dinner. It was customary to bring a pineapple as some type of gift. I don't know, like a housewarming I gift or something. I think of a pineapple in other ways of social gatherings, but I don't think that that's where you're headed. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Like drill them out and make them like a big fruity drink thing? Is that what you mean? We we can say that, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I get, did you miss that KSR week? Yeah, I think so. I must have. I don't know. I just... An upside down pineapple. Don't ever put your pineapple in upside down. Okay. All right. I, is that something you need to share with me later? I mean, I don't. If you know, you know. All right. Yeah, I must have, give, give I it must a Google. I'm, I'm out of. I'm out of the know. I think Christy, are you no? No, no. I was thinking of something else. So no. okay. Uh, today is sunglasses day. Today, I'm a big fan. Every day. It's the 80th anniversary of the debut of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Shades are the 20th century phenomenon. In the 1930s, the U.S. military commissioned glasses that would protect pilots from sun glare, but they didn't become a real fad until the 60s when an ad campaign asked who's behind those foster grants. Hmm. Today is PTSD Awareness Day today. Absolutely. And it is Industrial Workers of the World Day today that to draw attention to workers in manufacturing and their importance of producing the goods that we consume and rely upon. So those are the things that you're celebrating. It's a big day. Today, yeah. A lot on that list. Big day. A new survey says the perfect temperature for air conditioning during the summer. <clears throat> Is 64 degrees. I mean, I, I, sure, but I don't think my wallet says that. So you would like 64? Well, sure, I'd take it as cold as I can, but I'm really? not sure that I'd... Really? Oh, yeah, especially when I'm sleeping. So I mean, I, I sleep with multiple fans on. I like to be cold. Would you be like in long pajamas, though? Or, oh, no. No, like shorts no. and t-shirt uh-huh. at 64? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be... Mm-mm. Well, I'd be, I'd be wrapped. I mean, up. I don't know that I'd go like if 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 air conditioning was free. I don't know that I would go sixty four, but probably sixty eight. Yeah, that's yeah, the sixty four. Just seems a little. I mean, I would have on fuzzy Christmas socks. Sixty four would be expensive to try and maintain in this climate. Keeping your indoors at sixty four would be quite the expensive. Um, project, so that's why it struck me as as preferred as being sixty four a little a little odd now because of the now, heat in our studio we have to try and crank it down as close to that as we possibly can but we don't keep it that way around the clock. I mean, if I go into a hotel room, you know, where I know I'm not paying the, uh, I'll, I'll crank it as low crank as it down. goes. Yeah, well, absolutely. We, we, mm. Yeah, we probably so I guess do that too. in that realm, if you're thinking of it this way, probably get it down to about 64. I like to get it cranked down to that uh, at night and sleeping oh, yeah. because you got comforter and covers, uh-huh. and you know it's you, you know you just create heat you know in your nest anyway, so that that makes sense. But 64 just as a normal number, I always used to think 72 was the ideal temperature because that's what they kept the Houston Astrodome at, like 72, and just seemed like a good 
like a good number, but I think ours tries for 71. It doesn't succeed very well. And that's it can't, just... can't be an odd number. It's got to be an even number. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know that, I know that bothers you uh-huh. tremendously. It's got, like the volume control on a, in the car, got to mm-hmm. be even. Oh, my. Okay. 68% of people say they get their best sleep while on vacation. Well, probably because they've got the thermostat set on 64. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 100%. Two in three young Americans are preparing for their busiest summer ever this year, with a majority planning to RSP to every event that they get invited to. A survey of 2,000 adults found that 67% of Gen Z respondents and 65% of millennial respondents have overbooked themselves with events this summer, and 68% claim they plan to say yes to every special occasion they get invited to. Furthermore, they also found 68% get their best sleep while on vacation, with 75% saying they wake up feeling more refreshed than usual when they are away from home. When asked what the best parts of sleeping away from home were, respondents believe nothing beats the smell of clean sheets, you can wash your sheets at home. <laughs> the mattress, forty-one percent, or being able to sleep in, thirty-nine percent. I would argue that the best sleep is the day you get back from vacation and you Thanks. get back to your own bed. Yeah, because okay. you're tired. It kind of depends a... on where where we've been. As yeah, if I travel alone mm-hmm. in a location that I haven't traveled before, I don't rest well at all. I just don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I don't know why, just, I don't, I don't enjoy it. That might be one of the reasons that we have a a tendency to travel the same places or stay in the same locations because it feels comfortable, sort of like home. You know what you're getting. But it's a, that's exactly what the expectations are. They're just certain standards, standards or things you can expect. I don't know that's the case, but when trying to bear out a hypothesis on why we have a tendency to go do the same places, if we're creatures of comfort and going, oh, I rest well when I'm there, you know, I, I just, there's just something about your ability to, your ability to rest. It has been universal at our home where we live that when the kids go and they come to our home, they can sleep for hours on end yes. no matter what's going on because there's a comfort. I will tell you that I was an adult and had an opportunity to house sit for my parents to return and stay in the home for a few nights that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And it was some of the best sleep that I ever recall having because I was comfortable at home. Mm -hmm. And so it's just weird about, you know, that it, it requires that comfort. But if on vacation, yes, because you're relaxed, you don't have to worry about getting up, but it needs to be in a familiar place, at least for me. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, my parents, they sold the home that I grew up in, so I no longer get that. It's not quite the same. Have you asked? Have I asked to sleep in the person who bought the house this house? <laughs> if What's you haven't asked, movie? how do you know they'll say no? There's a movie. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could just send them a nice note and just say, hey, can I... You know, can I? It's like this. All they could do is is say, "No." Do you know her name? The person who bought the house? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I don't know There's anything about him. There's a movie. Him. Oh my goodness! Where he goes back and the most visited websites of 2022. New releases out. Google. Yeah, 
Google is at the top of the mountain. Facebook, Facebook is at three. Well, I can't imagine. Facebook's got to be the top social media. Well, I mean. Or is TikTok? Are they counting that as a website? TikTok is two. Okay. TikTok.com is at two. Facebook is at See, three. Yeah, okay. Four surprised me a bit. YouTube? Microsoft was at four. I don't know that I've ever been. I guess I have been to Microsoft.com, but. Yeah, I've been to Microsoft.com. Uh, we have. Does that you know, count like use, MSN? We use the word platform. I I don't I don't think so. Apple dot com is at five. Amazon is at six. Think of it this way, though. Amazon, the website, ranked ahead of YouTube. Amazon yeah. is at six. YouTube is at seven. Netflix is at eight. Instagram is at nine. Mozilla is at ten. Well, I guess that probably counts when you open up the Mozilla. Browser. I'm wondering if that counts for the people that use Microsoft, that when they open up their browser, it just automatically opens up. Maybe. Same thing for Safari. Probably. That your Safari Where you don't know, up. you can change the default. Exactly. Yeah. That would maybe make sense. Possibly. So, anyway, it's. Um, I guess that doesn't surprise me. It, obviously, Google is the, is the landing place for, you know, the most varied locations. So, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I opened the Google web page. Oh gosh! At least at least ten times a day. Not necessarily always googling something, but just to have it there at the ready. Well, yeah, but usually if I ever open up a browser, Google is what pops up. Right. A new study says Alzheimer's is linked to swearing and bad parking. Oh dear! Memory loss is a prominent symptom of Alzheimer's disease, but that's only one of many signs of the disorder. The disease, which affects 5.8 million people in the United States, often presents as forgetfulness, irritability, and trouble communicating. Earlier this month, researchers said they'd uncovered another sign of the illness, imprudent altruism. The new findings suggested that elderly people who were more willing to give away money to strangers are at a higher risk of developing the neurodegenerative disease. Uh they came out with some different categories that could be indicators giving out money compared to younger generations. Older people are more likely to be victimized by online phishing scams, which could be a sign of Alzheimer's in some a changing sense of humor. If you're a recent fan of slapstick comedy, you might also be at risk of Alzheimer's. Now to be clear, that's if you haven't been previously, but suddenly become, it could be an indicator Another area they're talking about is losing their filter. As a patient's brain changes, they may slowly lose their ability to evaluate both what they say and how they act. That's because a the part of the brain that controls our internal filter, the frontal prefrontal cortex, is also known to shrink with age. A new wardrobe could be an indicator. People with Alzheimer's can pick clothes that don't go well together and might not be weather appropriate. So if mm-hmm. you suddenly see someone struggling with that, it could be an indicator. And then bad parking. Decreased driving skills, especially seen in parking, can be an early sign. So a new study that's out there to kind of help us look for some of the signs that may be impacting those around us. And should you work out in the morning or in the evening? I mean, I think as long as it's... Two hours prior to your bedtime, I don't think it really matters. 
Sam, got any idea what you think is better? If I would, it would definitely be the evening, just because I'm not a morning person. I know that there's no chance that I'm going to get up and actually do one, for one, want to do that, and two, actually do it. The latest research reveals that women had a 7% greater loss of belly fat, larger reduction in blood pressure, and greater leg strength when they did exercise in the morning. That makes sense. On the other hand, men had greater weight loss when they worked out in the evening. So it may have to do with gender, which is kind of hard mm-hmm. to, which is hard to imagine. But men more likely to be uh, in the neighborhood this morning. I saw all kinds of people. You were out this morning. We had multiple uh, female neighbors that were out there. Apparently, all wise. The ladies got to get out there early in the day, mm-hmm. and then the lazy guys will be out there later on in the day. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. A water cooler question coming up here on In the Know. Did you know the green falling code in the Matrix movie? All right, you know, in the Matrix, like Neo falls back, you know, avoiding the, and all that green text is, yes? I've never seen it, so. No. Really? Neither of you have seen it? No. Like I like I say, if, if you ask, have you seen the movie? There's about a ninety five percent chance the answer is okay, no. But the Matrix, like, is its whole like old franchise I mean, thing. I that only Keanu just Reeves. saw just saw Top Gun two or three weeks ago that's, for the first that's time. True. Okay, so but apparently I know red, uh, blue, or blue, red pill or blue pill. That's about all I know. Okay, all right, got Morpheus. Well, when that happens though, and there's this all this green code that's going on overhead, that's just old uh, sushi menus. Really? They're sushi recipes is what that – it just looks like this weird code, like data code, and it's sushi recipes. Interesting. So to someone, though, who reads that language, do they sit and watch the movie and just go, wasabi? California roll? Yeah, they just go tartar. <laughs> I don't – tempura. Why are you looking at me funny? That's just so strange. I, I, I found it to be strange as well. Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win if you've not won in the last 30 days – and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win, you're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. The question is this. 55 out of 100 people say they've lied about this to avoid hurting someone's feelings. 55 out of 100 people admit they've lied to someone about this to avoid hurting feelings text the answer to 270-259-6000 55 out of 100 people admit they've lied to avoid hurting feelings about this i feel like the ones i'm thinking of are a lot more than 55 yeah me too (laughs) at the weekend box office elvis and top gun maverick tie at number one with thirty and a half million dollars, that's really remarkable. Top Gun technically at number one, slightly above of the thirty point five, a few dollars higher. Top Gun back to number one. Elvis at number two. Jurassic uh, World at three. The Black Phone at four. Lightyear at five. Doctor Strange at six, and then on down the list from there. The the black phone? Yeah, black phone. I'd not even heard of that. If we mentioned it premiering the other day, 
I purged it from my memory because I don't even know anything about it. Top Gun Maverick soared past $1 billion and overtook Doctor Strange as the highest grossing movie of 2022 globally. You know, mm-hmm. Dr. Strange had a few week head start, especially on the global uh, stage. And they, uh, Top Gun Maverick now the highest uh, grossing. I'm ready to see it again. I doubt we're going to go see it again. So now they're just going to hurry up and bring it to video. I need to, I need to, uh, I need to see it. I am all caught up on Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you've not seen it yet, uh, probably in your part of the, um, the franchise, one of the great things about Obi-Wan Kenobi is that Hayden Christensen reprises his role as Darth Vader from episodes uh, two and three. And uh, he talked recently, and I think Jimmy Fallon, about reprising the role. His daughter helped him with the lightsabers get back into shape to hmm. to play the uh, Darth Vader character. But it's, uh, yeah, it's all right. I've heard mixed reviews to people that like Star Wars on the Obi-Wan. But on the, it's a series. It is limited yeah, I've, series. I've, I've heard I've heard very mixed reviews. I've heard some people say that episodes. it's good. Some people say that they were very much let down. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you get to see uh, young Luke. You get to see uh, young Leia. You get to see. You get to see Anakin after he becomes. There's kind of a gap in that story between the Darth Vader character and Anakin Skywalker, and so it fills in a very specific point in time um so i i liked it i think it, it helped round out the story a little bit we kind of scoffed over the uh, on friday that they had moved the daytime emmy awards to a friday night you know it's bad when your award show has been relegated to a friday night general <laughs> hospital won outstanding daytime drama series the jeopardy won outstanding game show Judy Justice won Outstanding Legal, so she's moved to IMDb, so she's not on uh, in the afternoons or any uh, anymore. So I've not seen her in a while. Are you still you still catch, I catch any her of occasionally? The, you, is it still the old show that you're watching reruns of, or have you seen the new one? No, I've seen the new one maybe three times. Kelly Clarkson's maybe. show won Best Syndicated Entertainment Talk Show. Hmm, no. edged out Ellen. Since Kelly Clarkson beat Ellen in her final year. Said Judge Judy's now on IMDb. Yeah, IMDb so TV. Does do her and Dennis now go to conferences together? Since Dennis is also they're on co-workers. IMDb? They're, okay. they're coworkers. They um, is Dennis going to be your bailiff? They attend the same staff meetings. Okay. Now she probably took Bert, Bert and Dennis, Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. What? It's Bird. Bird. It's not Bert. It's Bird. No, his name is Bird. Steve Harvey. One's outstanding game show host on Family Feud. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. We haven't watched that in a long time either. (laughs) Family Feud. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why we just just haven't. And like there are plenty of other things I guess to watch. (laughs) And this old house got a lifetime achievement award. At the Daytime Emmy Awards the other night. So, yeah, they've been added along. Uh, Not sure I've ever heard of that. Been added. What is it? He He's too young. Is it a soap opera? No, it's been on PBS for thir- over 30 years. I can't believe. Sam, I, I'm really floored. I, I'm this surprised. This old house? Yeah, this old this old house. You don't- Interesting. I got it. Let me, let, me, uh, let me look and see if I can see a picture and see. Yeah, Tom, no, this doesn't look. Tom good. Silva and... You don't know this old house? No, I've never seen this before. Wow. <laughs> I know Downton Abbey on PBS. 
Okay, well, this is a little Masterpiece different. Masterpiece Theater this, in that show? This is a little different than that. Congratulations to 3602. 3602 New Cooking. Oh, I got that. 55% of people have lied to someone about their cooking to avoid hurting their feelings. So congratulations, 3602. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Wrap it up for the morning here on In the Note. MB's point to ponder for today. What happened that literally left you speechless for a while? What recently happened? It doesn't have to be recent, but what has happened in your lifetime? It's been rare that I've been actually speechless. I was speechless yesterday. You were? You were there. Yeah. I can't say it on air. We were sitting at Daddy's at the kitchen table. Hmm. Okay. Well, I knew you were being quiet, but I didn't realize you were speechless. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. okay, yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there no, were no, no words no, no, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it would leave Sam speechless, too. Yes, it would. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there are a couple of things that, you know, probably in a similar realm of things family has said that you're like, uh-huh. what? Did that really just come out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. That you probably can't share on air? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I will tell you one that I easily can share, and I and I have shared it before, but I'll just pretend like nobody's ever heard it before. My mother's birthday, yeah, it's been four years ago, and Taylor was living in Florida at the time, and we went to, Taylor had snuck home from Florida, unbeknownst to any of us, and she walked in the restaurant with my sister, Marita, and I did a double take, and then literally was speechless. I was like, it was I just crazy. Completely did not yeah. expect her. That's one of the few times that I remember not <laughs> being able to say anything. Like, it's, it's, hey, how did this happen? It's tough to make a radio guy go speechless. It is because that um, the one cardinal sin is not being able to say mm-hmm. anything. Well, uh, and, and saying certain things too. That's well, that's uh, that would be. And, and we, I don't know if that's secondary or or primary. If you ask Tom Brenneman, it's it's primary. Yeah, probably. But I guess in a lot of ways, some of those and cardinal sins fly ball. will be. There's a yeah, deep fly to left field. And it's a four to nothing ball game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it too many times to count. <laughs> Love it. Okay, on television tonight, the great give back with Melissa McCarthy and Jenna Perusich. That's on HGTV. American Ninja Warrior is on NBC and on Fox. Don't forget the lyrics. Uh, by the way, speaking of those shows, I read that The Voice is likely going back to two cycles a year. They put The Voice on once a year. They were trying to let this American Song Contest with Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg. They were trying to let it anchor the other half of the calendar. And that did did not do as well as they had hoped, so they're probably going to push The Voice back into turning over twice a year. Kind of ironically, today's highlight in history, this date in 2016, the U.S. Supreme Court issued its strongest defense of abortion rights in a quarter century, striking down Texas's widely replicated rules that sharply reduce clinics. In 1880, author-lecturer Helen Keller, who lived most of her life without sight or hearing, was born in Tuscumbia, Alabama. I didn't. I guess I didn't know she was born in Tuscumbia, Alabama. 
know, I knew the Helen Keller story, not but not that she was born in Tuscumbia, Alabama. You just kept wanting to say Tuscumbia, didn't Tuscumbia you? Tuscumbia is uh-huh. fun to say. Uh-huh. There are some fun towns in in Alabama that are fun. Like, like when you drive by and see Wetumpka, like when uh-huh. Wetumpka is listed on a sign, you go. Tuscaloosa, that's fun to say. Tuscaloosa is fun, but uh-huh. also A-R-A-B uh-huh. is n- not the way you would pronounce it in the Middle East. Uh-huh. It's Arab, uh-huh. Alabama. That, that makes it's sense. Really, that's what I was going to. Really, I mean, we Kentuckians can't make fun of anybody how they pronounce town names. I don't know. That one's a little. Versailles. Yeah, I mean, I got that one. but Pockville. Sam, you're doing really well with that. Uh-huh. I'm proud of you. Parville. Your 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 Pockville has come a yeah, long yeah, way, no, Sam. It's, it's well to be a true Kentuckian, you have to be able to pronounce. it. I can't even properly pronounce Barberville. I, I, I put all of the I put all of the syllables yeah, I think, in. Bar- as Matt Barberville. Jones described it, I think you got to put some marbles in your mouth before you say it. I think it's actually Barville, isn't it? When they Barville. call it Barville. Yeah, something like that. It's. I think you can maybe add the extra B in there if you want, but. Vera. Is, yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin anybody's week, uh-huh. especially on a Monday. Lori Morgan is 63 today. J.J. Abrams is 56. Victor Petrenko is 53. Toby McGuire is 47. Chloe Kardashian is 38 today. Gone but not forgotten. I mentioned Helen Keller, born in 1880. Bob Keeshan. Captain Kangaroo was born this date in 1927. Captain Kangaroo. Ross Perot, born this date in 1930. He just, not that long ago, right? Yeah. Um, it slips my mind now what year. It's like maybe 2019, I think. Let's go to Chart Toppers. 1959 was the year. Almost the day, July the 9th, 2019. The Coasters, number one in 59 with Along Came Jones. He trapped her in the old sawmill and said with an evil laugh, If you don't give it a D to your ranch, I'll saw you all in half. And then he grabbed her. And then he tied her up. And then he turned on the bus. So. And then, and then, and then Along Came Jones. Oh, some hot sacks in there. That redeems it. I was going to say, you all noticed how uh, dangerous some of these songs are uh, from the 50s as of late? I mean, that's not a bad one by any means. He, he tied her up and then mm-hmm. he, I wasn't like, sure where it was going. Nervous, nervous, and like that was he crashing his hot rod and a lot of violence in these songs in the 50s and early 60s. You get away with a lot more in the 50s. Between the yes. Pages and Richard Harris, number one in 68 with MacArthur Park. You don't hear too many songs about someone leaving a cake out in the rain. MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark. All the sweet green icing flowing down. It's no Diana Ross. Alan O'Day, number one in 77, Undercover Angel. Undercover Angel, Midnight 
Well, we need a good one here. How about the Jets? Crush on you. Number one in 86. I nailed it. I wasn't sure if it was 86. I just pulled that out of the memory mm-hmm. bank. Like, yeah, 86. I'm not sure I've ever heard I can usually look at the fashion that mm-hmm. people are wearing and get within 18 months. And be like, oh, yeah, that didn't become popular until. She needs somebody Brian Adams, number one. In 95, Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? What from Zorro? Is that uh, Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and Catherine Zeta Jones? I don't know. that movie? Well, or were of, they just married? I think of Antonio Banderas, though, in his best role. <laughs> yeah, which I've never seen. Puss in Boots? No, I don't. So I have to say before yeah. I go. I'm all right about Puss in Boots. 2004. Hoobastank. Doesn't it have to go down as one of the best band names of all time? I don't know what it means, but... Hoobastank is just a great word. What's wrong with them? Hoobastank. Mm-hmm. They were like... <laughs> it seems like it would explain about anything. Four or five bands that sounded exactly the same during that stretch of music. Yeah. So, you all didn't show up the other night. What happened to you? Hoobastank. Blurred Lines. Pharrell. Robin Thicke. Number one, nine years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says this. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. Helen Keller said, keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.